the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We will talk with Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network at noon today. And one of the things that I want to ask Jack, because I know he's been to events where the president of the United States has spoken. I want to ask Jack if your normal average American can get into an event like Biden will be attending September the 9th at Intel. Now, my perception of this is that the event will be invitation only. Intel's coming to town. They got a lot of people who, I mean, obviously Biden's coming to town. (laughs) That tells you how high up the chain the desire to affiliate yourself with this Intel project is. Because trust me on this, aside from signing the CHIPS Act into law, Joe Biden had zippo to do with this. Zero zip nada to do with this. This was a collaborative effort by people in Ohio who you don't even know. Not even John Husted and Mike DeWine. They green-lighted the effort to chase down Intel and show them what a great place Ohio would be for them to call home for their new uh, multiple factory uh, chip production facility. But the heavy lifting on stuff like this is done by people who are specialists in this regard. People at One Columbus, people at maybe Jobs Ohio. But the politicians love to take credit for it because, you know, they get to election time and they're scrounging around for a reason to justify why they should be reelected. So, of course, they want to attach themselves to something that has a lot of jobs and a lot of, you know, ripples in the pond economic impact. So there will be no shortage of people who will want to be at the Intel uh, facility on September the 9th when they officially break ground. If you're out there, you'd be like, what do you mean? What do you mean they're going to break ground? There's nothing but broken ground around here, Bruce. Yes, I know. But they have to have a big ceremony with, you know, guys in suits and hard hats and shovels and make it look good for the cameras. So Biden will be there, and Biden will be talking about what a great job he did. So if you're an average, ordinary American, can you get into that? And if you could get into that, And you could hold up a sign or shout something at the president. What would it be? I mean, it's not like you don't have a plethora of options on the table. You could snark him about the southern border. You could, on this day in particular, remind him that due to his incompetent, cowardly, flawed beyond belief withdrawal from Afghanistan, he, on this day got 13 American service personnel needlessly murdered in a suicide bombing at the Abbey Gate at the Kabul airport. Today, one year ago, that happened. And one of those was an Ohioan. 
Max Soviak. And he, were not, he was not the only person uh, killed, of course. And there were, I think, the number was 60 Marines, I believe, who were given Purple Hearts because they were wounded in that attack. Uh, 170 Afghans were killed in that attack. Uh, 37 Marines received the Purple Heart. 37 Marines received the Purple Heart. Uh, Michael Waltz is a congressman from Florida. He is a member of the House Armed Services Committee. Uh, He is reflecting on the one-year anniversary of the death of those 13 servicemen by, as he points out, a suicide bomber who weeks before was behind bars in Bagram Air Force Base. Say, why why wasn't he in his cell on that day, Bruce? Because part of Joe Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan was to surrender Bagram Air Force Base out in the middle of nowhere, far from the scores of people who surrounded the Kabul airport and made it a very unsecure location. Bagram Air Force Base was out in the middle of nowhere, 50 miles from Kabul, Secure in every direction by the armed might of the American military. But instead, we just walked away from Bagram Air Force Base in the middle of the night and left behind $80 billion in American military gear. And the Taliban came in and opened the doors to the prison and let out the prisoners, one of whom then blew up those service personnel at the Kabul airport one year ago today. There is a a deep, just soul-wrenching level of grief there, but I have never, in dealing with these 13 Gold Star families, seen this level of rage. They are phenomenally angry, and they are angry specifically at President Joe Biden. And I think it comes down to three things. One, they have a number of rightful questions that haven't been asked about Bagram Air Base, about the fact that the suicide bomber was let out of prison at Bagram Air Base just a few weeks prior to the suicide bombing. And a number of other questions pertaining to the total lack of planning as was evidenced by this debacle of a withdrawal. So that's one, the questions that haven't been answered, the zero accountability, not one official, not one military officer has been relieved, has resigned, or been fired. And then I think the thing that just puts these Gold Star families over the edge is to see the commander-in-chief, to see Joe Biden standing before the nation and the world and saying this was an outstanding success. Nothing went wrong. And again, to not be answering their questions uh, is just a slap in the face, many of them feel. And then you've seen the interviews with them where they're saying that, you know, in dealing with the president, he was talking about his son rather than their loved one. And then, of course, the famous and infamous incident of looking at his watch during the transfer at Dover. Now, the one thing you can say about the Biden administration is they are remarkably consistent in their commitment to absolutely no consequences or accountability for failure. Congressman Waltz outlined it there. Any generals lose their jobs? Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense, did did he resign? No. Mark Milley? No. Any general? No. The only one that got in trouble was the one who went on video on social media, Stuart Scheller, and said, hey, hey, 
Anybody going to take accountability for this? Yeah, you are, Stuart, for daring to call us out. Is there accountability at the southern border? Is uh, is uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, is he on the hook for the fact that yesterday, uh, in video from uh, Bill Malusian at Fox, a man was pulled over in an SUV with a child, a man who had previously been deported from the U.S., for a felony, was living in Mexico, tried to come back into the country yesterday with three kids in the car and a Border Patrol hat on the dash. Is Mayorkas on the hook for his failures to secure the border in light of this latest incident, which is just one of a whole spate of incidents, and we haven't even gotten into how many fentanyl pills are coming across the border and innocent American kids are dying from accidental overdoses? Is Mayorkas on the hook for that? No. There are no consequences. There's no accountability. Um, is Rochelle Walensky or Anthony Fauci or Deborah Burks or Francis Collins or anyone from the CDC or the NIH or any public health agency, have any of them been held accountable for failing to reliably meet expectations? Which is a nice way of saying utter failure. Any of them? Any? No. I don't think so. Ron Klain, chief of staff, did his head get lopped off for Joe Biden's plummeting popularity ratings? Uh, typically, if a president is failing, he's not going to take the blame for it. Somebody is going to walk the proverbial plank in this White House? No. Jennifer Granholm, energy secretary, rising gas prices all over the country, saying stupid things like, well, if you'd buy an electric car, you wouldn't have to worry about gas prices. Pete Buttigieg, transportation secretary for supply chain issues, ships sitting off the coast of California while Pete is on maternity leave, chest feeding his new twins. Pete Buttigieg in the crosshairs? Responsible, culpable, accountable? No. No. Anybody. Is anybody in this administration held to account for anything? The only person who's walked away, the only one, is Little Red Lying Hood, Jen Psaki. And they replaced her with the glass-ceiling-breaking black lesbian reader-in-chief, Corinne Jean-Pierre, who can't put two words together unless they're written down in a notebook for her to spit back at us. So we're 17 minutes away from the top of the hour, and the judge in Florida has said that the uh, affidavit into the search at Mar-a-Lago will be released by noon today. Of course, it'll take people some time to read through what has been released and uh, let us know whether this is somewhat revealing or just a big nothing burger. Uh, Producer Pam, if you had to guess, uh, will we get an affidavit with some juicy information in it? Or will will we get an affidavit where the judge has gone to Costco and bought a whole pack of black Sharpies oh, yeah. and exhausted the ink in all of them? Yeah, I, I, I was saying through the glass here, if there's anything to read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By order of Honorable Judge Bruce Reinhold, That's right. I hereby declare black, 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 black. Yes. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I'm anxious to hear, but I'm I'm a little skeptical. I'm sorry. Well, we know Facebook <laughs> does what the FBI tells them to do. Uh. And so uh, we know that uh, this judge was appointed by Barack Obama, and Eric Holder was the head of the Justice Department. 
And Eric Holder, rather than being the uh, chief law enforcement officer in the United States, said that he was his main job was to be Barack Obama's wingman. Uh, we have seen uh, John Brennan, James Clapper, uh, James Comey all lie under oath. Uh, and Merrick Garland, do I need to go into Merrick Garland? Who's uh, man? You think you think Maureen O'Connor of the Ohio Supreme Court is exacting revenge for being made to retire by repeatedly ruling? Legislative maps in the state of Ohio unconstitutional. You think Maureen O'Connor is exacting revenge for some political wrong? How about Merrick Garland in charge of the Justice Department after being kept off the Supreme Court by Mitch McConnell? I think Merrick Garland's got a score to settle, and he is settling it, brother. So that's that's the Justice Department. The Clapper, Comey, <laughs> Garland Justice Department. The one that told Mark Zuckerberg, hey, a bunch of misinformation coming. Uh, maybe something in a laptop. Maybe from the president's son. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, that's the one we're putting our faith in that we're going to find out why they searched Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. So, I, no, I don't I don't have much faith in them. Uh, now, you might know that the Columbus uh, teachers are enjoying their final day of summer vacation. Uh, Columbus City School students are apparently as well. And you know what? I don't. I deal in the real world, okay? I, I had before, the other day uh, here at the station, Jeff. Jeff came up to me and he said, hey, do you have any interest in fantasy football? And I said, zero, zero interest. I don't have time for a fantasy life. My real life keeps me busy enough. I don't have time for a fantasy life, okay? So in in my real world, when the Columbus teachers and the Columbus Board of Education came to a, <laughs> wink, wink, tentative agreement the other night on a new contract on what was supposed to be the second day of virtual learning in the city of Columbus, and the kids were told, no, no, you still have to go to virtual school on Thursday and Friday. In my real world, I didn't expect anybody to hit connect on the Zoom link to their virtual classes. And it turns out very few of them did on Wednesday as well. The uh, Board of Education has not provided the final numbers on how many logged in. They do have numbers from one school, however, and I bet this is pretty indicative. Woodcrest Elementary School, that's a year-round school, has 287 students. 28% of them logged in last Monday. Say, well, other kids weren't in school Monday. No, they weren't, but these young people go to school all year-round. So 28% of them logged in. And they're used to going to school every day. But, of course, they couldn't have school in class because well, the teachers had to do what the kids deserve. You know, if I'm, a, if I'm a Columbus City School student, once the details come out on this deal and you see that the teachers got a 5% raise every year for three years, that's my guess. The raise is going to be 5%. You ever buy a house? You ever buy a car? You get to the point in the negotiation where you're a number apart. You're $500 apart on the price of the car. What do you do? You say, I'll come up $250 if you come down $250. On a house, you're five grand apart. I'll come up $2,500. You come down $2,500. So if the teachers said they wanted 8% and the board said they were willing to give 3%, what do you think they're going to settle? My guess is 5%. Five or six, since the teachers are the reason these board members got elected to the board, since every single board member was endorsed by the teachers union. 
It wouldn't surprise me if it's a 6% raise per year for three years. Wouldn't surprise me. And if I'm a Columbus City School student, Monday when I'm back in class, I'm going up to the teacher with my Amazon wish list. Remember, it's the Columbus City School kids, not me, because it was me, it wouldn't be an Amazon wish list. It'd be from the my friends at Patriot Switch. But your Columbus City School students, they're going to have an Amazon wish list. And I'd say to the teacher, hey, I noticed in all the media coverage, the reason you were striking was for me. It was for me. Thank you so much for striking for me and what I deserve. So here, I would like this pair of uh, Adidas or, uh, you know, a new laptop with the money you got using me as your leverage. Because this is what I think I deserve. Like, like you can speak for me and what I deserve. I deserve air conditioning and I deserve smaller class sizes and I deserve art, music, teachers. But what I really deserve is a new pair of Adidas. And since you got a nice big fat chunk of money coming to you plus a $2,000 retention bonus and you're already paid in excess of most teachers in the state of Ohio and certainly paid better than most teachers around the country... This is what I think I deserve. And since you used me to get what you said I deserve, how about you? How about a little something for the effort, huh? How about a little something for you using me as your pawn in this game to get what you wanted, not really what I wanted? Because right here, right here on my Amazon wish list, this is what I want. Can you tell that I'm out of patience with both sides in this entire sordid mess? Yes. I am. The whole educational system, the whole educa- the whole public education system, if we could only obliterate it and start over, if we could only obliterate it and start over, I'm talking about elementary where we're, I ran pictures of it this week on my social media. We've got the wokesters with their non-binary call Mrs. call MX, whatever the last name was, MX, not MS, not M, not MR, not Mr., not Ms., MX. And I use they, them pronouns in an elementary school. So nuke the elementary public education because that's proliferating. Nuke the junior high because the books in the junior high are, in many cases, just, just plain pornography. They're just pornography. In the junior high. High school, <laughs> I don't get me started in the high schools where I get calls from art teachers in suburban districts saying, I get in trouble if I misgender a kid? And nobody has told me how to correctly gender a kid when they literally come in and change their gender, in some cases, every day. Every day. How would you like to play that guessing game? Put your 20, 30-year career in teaching on the line looking at a student and trying to guess based upon their uncertain clothing, hairstyle, or whatever, whether that day they're a boy or a girl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.